When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Episode 9, Anduin Jarek's It for Stress Relief. The book, World of Warcraft Shadowlands Shadows Rising by Madeline Rue. The year, 2020. Chapters 23 through 25 with your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's fucking go! Sorry. Everybody, welcome back to X Pounded Universe. Mm. Well, we pound our X. Um, you, that's right. But you know, it's more like angry sex, and not like that's not an actual violent thing. No. More, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- I, I want to make that very clear. I right? want to make it very clear. Yeah, I'm right. making a bad choice, but not a terrible choice. Exactly. It's it's a bad joke, but it's not like a I should be canceled for this joke. It's more like a an uh. eye roll kind of situation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And if you're really mad about it, then I don't know. I I got dropped on my head as a kid, and it's that. Yeah, it's just that. It's not. It's not. It's not nothing else. Nothing actionable. Nothing actionable. I'm Jeff, and that's John. Good and lord. You can't cancel us. We're good people. That's right. Uh huh. We're too good to be canceled. That's right. And too powerful. <laughs> and too white. And <laughs> too male. white male and cis. <laughs> you have to listen. <laughs> you gotta. <laughs> I mean, on the one hand, Ugh. that guy is probably still like way more famous than we will ever be, even now in the. <laughs> but it's still just so fucking funny. <sighs> if you're wondering what we're talking about, then you're not on Twitter and YouTube. And you and shouldn't, shouldn't be. be. Just stay out of there. But it's some dude that a- another YouTuber called out for plagiarism. And I mean, why am I explaining it like that? You know what I'm fucking talking about. That's all way more famous than we are. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't got to dance around shit. We're no laughing. one's going to come after me. We're laughing at James Somerton's recent, I think it's his second apology video. <laughs> So, those apology videos, you know what, before we even get started today, YouTube apology videos, always a bad idea or never a good idea? John? (laughs) The problem is, you're like, oh, this would be a good idea. It's a good idea to make an apology video, Mm -hmm. but none of them are apologies. All of them are like, I'm sorry, you're offended. Yeah. You're like, don't do this. Yeah. This is the worst idea. The the best one I've ever seen, I feel terrible for saying this because it's it's a fucked up asshole who I I wish was not famous and I had never heard of him. Is whichever one of the Paul brothers that did the fucking Japanese suicide uh, Logan forest. Paul? Is that Logan Paul? Because you could tell it was like his PR team forcing him to just read a paragraph. Yes. Because he was just on there, I do not expect forgiveness. The thing I did was wrong and incorrect, and I will not do it again. I apologize to all those who were hurt and everyone. Again, I do not expect forgiveness. Goodbye. But so many of the rest of them are like, you know... They'll have a call to action in the middle, like, hey, I'm really sorry about the thing I did. You know, that's just the way I am. Like and subscribe if you forgive me, bro. Uh, Go to my Patreon if I'm okay. (laughs) They're just, they're never good. No. 
Because, again, they're never an actual apology. Yeah, there's none of them give a fuck about whatever they did. They're just like, oh, I'm in trouble. I have to do a thing. That said, I think there is a level you can aspire to where they get so weird and stupid that they become more notorious than anything else you've done. Yeah. Like, I had never heard of that Colleen Ballinger. She's the one with the ukulele who did, like, a song apology. I had never heard of her until that apology. Which was, and again, it wasn't an apology. She was just like, I, I don't know why everyone's mad at me. I didn't do anything. Yeah. I didn't do whatever it was I was accused of. See, now that's the thing. I don't even know what the fuck she was accused of because I saw like 30 seconds of the apology and I was like, that's enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was grooming. I yeah. It was okay. Yeah. But then I saw another one recently that was also just done in like poetry style rhyme. With it, it, but it was like it was like old school ABCB meter, like the shit you write in like middle school. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I feel like that is what you've hit on there is, oh, I had never heard of this person until they did a weird apology. Yes. And then other people going, oh, well, when I do an apology, I'm going to do some weird shit. So then people hear of me. Yeah. I'm going to use this to get more famous. Yeah. I'm kind of worried about that. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I didn't watch the Summerton one that just came out. I've just been hearing about what's in it, where one of his biggest excuses was I had to steal from all these marginalized authors because no one listens to them, but they'll listen to me, a white guy. Yeah. It's important that people listen to me, a white guy. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing stuff. Anyway, as two white guys who think it's really important that you listen to us talk about this woman's book. Yep. Uh, God bless. Here we go. Woo! Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I didn't realize. Oh, no, we did it. I didn't realize. Well, at least... Oh, we're go- guys, we're canceled. At least I didn't realize. At least I... At least we didn't, you know, we've been openly saying the name of the author at the beginning of every episode. So, and we aren't reciting the book or quoting it directly. We're merely reviewing it at length and meanly. Uh huh. Yeah, and it's recent too. Like this one's still probably being sold on shelves. God knows. I'll say this: this is probably, in recent memory, the nicest we've been to one of the books we've read. Because at least we're like. Hey, God bless you for the uh, gay romance. Oh yeah, no, we're we're both super excited about uh, Flynn Fairwind and, and uh, to Matthias Shaw. Yeah, because that's it's so nice to Star Wars would never. It also definitely feels like, and we've seen this when we've read books from various other authors who do things that aren't just you know putting in a paycheck for some schlock. You're like, oh, you'll get to a chapter and they'll be writing about something, and you're like oh, look, you care about this, mm-hmm. and it'll be good. And then they'll go back to, like, anyway, so Chewbacca was all. It makes me want to look up Madeline Rue and see how, like, filthy some of her other, like, her non-licensed work yeah, is. Yeah, how before... nasty you get, girl. How, yeah, like, how many how many words you got in AO3? Is it a million? Is it two million? How, how much yowie hands you got going yeah. on? Did you, do? You, is there extended fan fiction about, from this book, that if I go on AO3 and look for uh, Matthias slash Flynn Fairwind, am I going to find stuff that's by, like, Madeline Rubot or something like a fake name that's not that you know uh-huh. what, what what am I gonna find like I, is there a lot of hand stuff because <laughs> I'm into that that'd be great yeah, that'd be great yeah Lord knows we are planning we haven't we're still a couple episodes away from the end but remember uh, a couple years ago uh, Claire and I did a uh, independent review of a, a fanfic like a, a sex style fan. yeah when we did Supernatural we did Supernatural at the end of it we did our own game yeah that's right it was a Supernatural fic. Well, uh, she reached out and asked if we wanted to do that again for World of Warcraft. Mm. And I was like, uh, obviously. So <laughs> I think we're gonna. And the problem is that sh- she's found two very good ships, and I'm having the hardest time deciding. Because one of them's relevant to this book, yeah. but the other one's just buck wild, and I don't know which way to go. <laughs> uh, well, I know which way I want to go. Oh, you're in too? Cool. And that's yeah. out. out. You don't want to be part of it? <laughs> no, I'll be a part of it. Yay! We'd love to have you. I'm sure. Yeah. 
so we can discuss what it, I assume is going to be some filthy business. Because <laughs> if there's one thing uh, outside of the incest angle of that, that uh, you know, if you set aside, you know, the, the if incest, you set that aside, yeah, if you just take the incest out of it. Then the uh, the supernatural, then actually, the supernatural fic is very sweet. It was it was surprisingly t- it was it was very much a fade to black fic. Ah. Is in like you didn't get a you get a couple of descriptions of like his boner was obvious through his jeans kind of stuff. <laughs> but anytime they're about to like do it, they're like anyway, it's time for the next chapter. <laughs> They wake up all moist and dewy from having done it. <laughs> they wake up all Huey and Dewey and Louie. <laughs> and Gladstone of Gander. <laughs> uh, well. Mm. I don't know why he was my Man, first one. Man, we've been talking about a lot of stuff that is in this book for a while. Yeah, you know, this. I don't know how much there was to the, I, I didn't know how much meat these chapters had. I haven't read them. I didn't so. read them, so <laughs> I mean, I'm just waiting for you to tell me what happened. John, tell me what happened. Uh, tell me what happened when last we left our heroes. So when last we left our heroes, the uh, Thrall and G Firepaw from the Horde mm-hmm. had finally managed to arrive uh, in the uh, capital of Zandalar at Dazarlor mm-hmm. and uh, get an audience with the queen. They were attacked by uh whatever rebels that are going on there before they could get there uh-huh so you know when they show up they're like hey uh you know your empire's like on fire and you should probably i don't know ask your allies for help and she's like i'm shitty and stupid for some reason uh, i don't want to i'm bad at this and they're like hey look at look outside and then tell me how much you've got this under control. Yeah, I don't want to let my empire burn because I'm like third degree mad at you because of something that you're not doing to someone else I'm mad at. Oh, yeah. No, that is 100%. Like, finally, after 270 pages, Talanji's like, oh, yeah, I guess holding a grudge against one person isn't a good idea to let an entire empire crumble. Yeah. That's probably not great. So the uh, the opening chapter of this is instead about Zakan because the the few horde that are here on Zandalar has already volunteered their services to assist in repelling the uh, widow's bite, which is the name of that troll faction that's the bad guy trolls of this book, uh, from trying to destroy all of the shrines of Wansamdi to cause him to die because they're doing something involving the realms of the dead that is still extremely nebulous in description because that expansion hadn't come out yet. Yeah, we do get. Again, after about, you know, 275 pages of this book, uh, the first actual concrete mention of a thing that exists in Shadowlands. Two things, act- yeah. There's Well, there's uh, an oblique reference and then straight up a word is said. But they say the Maw, which is... Yes. Which the, is an the, actual place. A zone in the Shadowlands in like the worst fucking place. I don't, I don't care for it. No. Shadowlands uh, sucked ass. Shadowlands is not a great expansion, but... But also all the mentions of chains, which was kind of the the theme and aesthetic of that that uh, expansion's big bad, yeah. the jailer. Uh, so we we get a couple of references to him. Uh, so yeah, they're finally they finally let Madeline have some small little details to parse out. Yeah, but uh, this does have like we mentioned, Thrall was like, okay, I'll go get reinforcements. But Talanji again, just being bad at her job for some reason, which. It, I mean, we mentioned this before, when you're playing the actual game and it's Battle for Azeroth and Talanji is, you know, one of the characters who's an NPC there, she's very concerned about the Empire, willing to work with whoever, puts everything else first, 
very competent leader. And then for some reason in this book, she's like, I'm so goddamn angry and stupid. It's, like, her dad, it. it's just because her dad died. I know. It's just because Rostakon dies and she just loses her fucking mind. She gets a, what, what she basically gets is a big uh, case of Warcraft disease. Yeah. Where any anytime any character dies, then all the other characters have to be like, vengeance forever, the elements. And, and uh, that's the only option that they have from that point forward is to just be like, well, okay, for the next at least expansion and a half, I am blindedly angry at X person and that means the war must continue. Yeah. Which has been kind of fun to see in the most recent expansion where they've been kind of like, bigger characters have been arriving and putting their foot down about that. Like these dragons were just like the fuck you are no war on our Island. Get out of here. Hey, cut the shit. <laughs> uh, the, so it is, uh, Zakan who is going, not Rakan. No, Rakan is, Rakan is off, also helping. He's off somewhere leading a different platoon, but, but yeah, the two actual horde troll representatives were like, all right, I know you're going to run off and try and fight these guys without reinforcements just because you're fucking, you got your dander up and you want to go do some shit, I guess. Yeah. And they're like, we'll help. We'll at least give you some backup. And the thing that's weird to me is that they give Zakan basically his own platoon of Zandalari troops. And I'm like, I, I'm still a little unclear on Zakan in general. Like, I know he was in, uh, I think, the BFA uh, opening video. Uh, yeah. Like the opening movie, you could see him like he, he's angrily shooting lightning bolts or learning to or something. Yeah. Is he a badass at this point or not? This book has not presented him as one. Well, he I mean, he was also in the cut scene for when uh, Sarfang gets got in the Makdara. Uh-huh. Because he his whole storyline is like he was one of his guys. I was like a shitty little shaman. And then I went to learn from the Earthen Ring. And then I like went in tutelage under Sarfang. And then I am now under tutelage for Thrall, and then they sent me to be an ambassador to these guys. Yeah, but I've still, even then, he's like, they give him a dagger. Remember when he's leaving? He's like, here, have a dagger. And then he's always like, I wonder if I can summon the wind. And I'm like, are you are you buff enough to get your own squad of Zandalari? Are they going to respect you in the slightest? Are they going to be like, this dude's level 30. Hey, everybody, <laughs> this dude's level. He doesn't even have a fast mount. <laughs> uh, and then he's just like, it's fine. I'm time walking. Everyone's level 30. <laughs> Like, who's respecting this guy? They put him in charge, and I'm like, I, I know Talanji likes him. I mean, he is the Horde ambassador, so he does hold a pretty high position of power, at least as far as they're concerned. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's fair. But they give him a squad, and his lieutenant, who's the actual Zandalari troll in his routine, is this dude named Juro. Yeah. Uh, and Juro's got, they, well, all we know about him is that he's wearing the golden armor of the Zandalari, and he's got a square lip piercing. Yep. And uh, they are... They've or they haven't been spotted yet, but that doesn't really matter because they have to launch a direct assault anyway. They're at a shrine to Bonsamdi, and they can see that it's like a big tar pit with a monolith rising out of the middle of it. And there's widow's bite trolls, but walking amongst them are obvious dark elven and forsaken rangers. Well, yeah, they're the they're the dark rangers there. Yes, and they've got like glowing red eyes, which marks them as what they are. Yeah, and that is. I mean, to especially Zakan, who's like, I was in, you know, the Horde. I know what a fucking Dark Ranger can do. And he's like, oh, we're fucked. Even if we weren't outnumbered, which we are, mm -hmm. baseline, they would fuck our shit up anyway. Yes. But he's like, we have to do this. And he looks into the tar pit where the big monolith is, and he's like, oh, they tied, like, two children to it. And they are going to set fire to the tar pit. They are just going to 
burn these kids alive. And he already is sussed out that, that they have nothing to do with it. This isn't some sort of ritual sacrifice to another Loa or something. It's just because burning children alive will draw out the Oh, yeah, the it's just a trap. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, they're waiting for us, and they've got this here because they're like, if you do a frontal assault, we'll murder you. And if you don't, we'll kill these kids so that you have to do a frontal assault so we can murder you. Yes. And he's like, God damn it. And so they start shooting flaming arrows, but they're intentionally missing because they're still trying to bait out the horde. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're shooting at these kids. Oh, missed them. Oh, missed them again. Yeah. So obviously, you know, Zakan can't brook that. He's like, I don't care what the circumstances is are. I'm the horde and I cannot, as the representative of the horde here, allow Zandalari children to be burned at the stake So for a, a future tactical victory. Oh, yeah. And... You know, you've got the other trolls who are there who are kind of like, well, I don't know if we want to do this. And Zakan's just like, hey, fucking, are you trying to protect people or not? Yes. Like, is this a what thing we, you give a shit about what or do we you doing just here? care about, like, hanging out in giant gold armor? Yeah. And they, to, in response, they they bend down and pick up swamp muck and rub it over their gold armor so they won't be quite as visible. Exactly. And then they're like, they lead the charge, and it does not work. The Dark Rangers pretty much immediately start picking off every single member of this squad at ridiculous speed. Yeah, um, and Zakan's like, all right, well, I'm a shaman. I'm going to try and summon the elements. Yeah, he's going to go for some wind tricks. He's like, okay, I'm going to try and use the wind. And call it to lift the kids out and, like, basically use a little whirlwind to bring them over here. Yeah. But trying to do that, as soon as he begins summoning the wind, fucking Nathanos Blightcaller just shoots an arrow at his feet and is like, go ahead, try it. Yeah, he just, what's the hunter interrupt? It's interrupting shot or whatever. He just does that. Yeah, I, he's just disrupting shot. And he's like, ah, okay. fuck you. I was like, oh, what's my Your fucking hunter? blocked. It's called F, I, to me, it's just called F2 because that's what I have it, I have no, it's it mapped on six. to. All of my interrupts are on six. All of mine are on F2. Yeah. <laughs> My uh my my setup for my keyboard is extremely bad. Ah. I use the uh, the uh, my function keys don't target party members anymore. Fuck that. Oh, I never use that to target party members. That shit sucks. I know, but I play a lot of healers, so I really ought to have something that does. Eh. But uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So he just interrupting shots him, and he's like, "Well, I got to do something." And the other thing is, Nathanos is not trying to fight him. He doesn't give a shit. No, he can tell. Like this is Nathanos Blightcaller, one of the greatest marksman that exists on the planet, mm -hmm. like the Dark Ranger. And he's like, oh, yeah, he shot an arrow at my feet on purpose. He's this just... wasn't like a, I'm going to kill you. He's like, hey, buddy, why don't you keep trying? And just looking at it, just fucking arms crossed, like, come on, man, Wind do another one. Wind won't do it. <laughs> come on, man, just try something. <laughs> just bend the tar. Aren't you an elemental shaman? Just do something with the earth there. So I really wanted him to just slap down the earth elemental totem and make that go get the it's kids. It's like you go, go fucking get taunt the, him. Get those kids. The, you taunt him. I'm going to go get those kids. I'll use my flying or, mount. I'll use my, okay, I'll summon some elementals. I'll, oh, and I, I'll summon the fire. Oh, fuck. I, oh, shit. I, I put the pit on fire. It'd be, oh, really, God. It'd be hilarious if he just straight up started using all shaman abilities, because all he actually does throughout the book is, I think I may be able to twist the wind in some way. And I'm like, dude. I mean, he cast lightning bolt. He, he lightning bolts yeah. those dudes in the uh, throne room just or whatever. Just summon your feral spirits and have those go fucking deal with Nath Nathanos for a minute or two. He is an elemental shaman. I thought they, had, I thought they still had the wolves. Is that no, enhancement only? That's enhancement only. Oh, okay. I haven't played in or, or uh, uh, Elemental in this a couple expansions now. Yeah. 
Elemental just has, I can put down some Earth and fire elemental totems. Earth and fire totems, and that's about it. Okay, that's fine. Um, So so anyway, yeah, he he ends up, the the end of the story is, uh, he notices Nathanos pretty much just leaving. He's just like, yeah, well, I'm going to stop you. And now I'm going to go off to the next shrine or whatever, and is leaving at an unhurried pace. Yeah, he's just like, I don't give a fuck. We, we're winning. Nothing can kill me. I'm too high level for this zone. <laughs> fuck this. And so, he just wanders off. Zakan sees that there's, like, some trolls with torches heading towards it, and he's like, I've got to do something. So he just wades into the tar pit. Yes. Wades into the tar pit where it starts sucking at his feet and hurting real bad. And he's got to get to, he gets to the kids. He manages to use wind to knock them out of their restraints and into his arms. Oh yeah. He gets basically like halfway to the platform before he manages to whirlwind them to him that far. He's like, all right, I can get that much. Yeah. And then, uh, he gets the kids and starts trying to wade back, but uh oh, they've lit the tar on fire. And... You know, he can tell, oh, I, d- I don't have enough time for this. So he's just like, well, I'll use the wind to then go from me to the shore for them. And he's like, well, that's me. I'm going to die now. I can't do that. I don't have enough strength of wind to push me out of the tar. Yeah, he's like, I tried to summon wind, wind for me, mm-hmm. but I am stuck in this shit. Dude, you're a shaman. Just use astral recall. The cooldown's like nothing. <laughs> I, I, I guess it would kill the kids, though, because they wouldn't come. Yeah, well, I mean, you send, you use the wind to send them, and then yeah. you start astral recall. Astral recall. It's, Fifteen minute cooldown. What? I got two hearthstones, baby. <laughs> um, but but yeah, he makes a split decision. He's like, the fire's about to catch us. I can feel it. My hair is on fire. The kids are on my back, screaming and punching me to try and get me to go. So he summons another whirlwind and flings the kids to the to the uh, beachhead where they're picked up by the couple scraggly survivors of his previous attack, and they drag those kids away to safety. And then the fire overtakes him, and he dies. Well, no. Uh, they put a pole out to oh, him right. to get him, they try and he to catch grabs him. hold of that, gets is on fire, but does get pulled out of the tar pit. And he dies. And dies. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a shaman, so, you know, he just hits reincarnate. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, uh, I'm yeah, back. Everything's fine. Oop, I'm at 80% health. What up? <laughs> Let's fucking go. I'm just kidding. He doesn't do that. Although, again, this book would be buck wild if he had his abilities. It would be absolutely buck wild if every character had their classes abilities uh-huh. and they were just using them <laughs> how am i gonna get to those kids i'm not i'm like 30 percent too slow to reach those kids ah bloodlust uh. or I, I don't know do you still call it bloodlust on the horde side and heroism on the alliance side yeah uh, so weird <laughs> so because this feels weird i'm gonna use this to rescue some kids bloodlust well that just gives you haste that's what true. you really need is to turn into a ghost wolf so you're ghost faster. wolf yeah except now you're under the tar well no because you tar. water walk <laughs> tar walk you're like oh, i'm gonna water walk and turn into a ghost wolf run over there grab these kids That'd be amazing if he just used all of his shaman ability like, this is on. just nothing he's like how am i gonna get those kids gets on a flying mount flies Most over the there kids. grabs them <laughs> All right, kids, I have one of those two-seat flying mounts, so this is going to be real easy. All right, everybody, get on. I got a weird rocket you can all get into. Uh-huh, the X-53 Touring Rocket, baby. Here I we re- go. I recruited a f- friend around 2011. Yeah, Dakon. He's <laughs> over here somewhere. <laughs> Dane Dakon, my troll friend. So, uh, anyway, he dies. Yeah, and this is, this is when we start getting all of the cool imagery about uh, Shadowlands. Yeah. This so is about he, as cool as the Shadowlands will ever be. As soon as he dies... His his soul like goes out of his body, and then he immediately is like, "Oh, I am plummeting into an abyss of doom. Mm-hmm. I am surrounded by other souls that are all 
terrified and shrieking, and we are being pulled towards something. And he's like, I can tell the thing that we are getting close to. I don't know what is there, but there is some malevolent force down there. And the thing we are getting near is pure torment and pain. Yes. So, and in terms of actual gameplay, he's being sucked to the maw because the whole deal with the Shadowlands expansion was that heaven was broken. Yeah. Uh, on purpose. And everyone's going to hell. Everyone's going to turbo hell, like the worst hell. Yeah. You go to super hell. Yeah. There is a regular hell and a vampire hell. <laughs> <laughs> and a forest hell, I guess, if you don't like it. And uh, a, a good guy hell, if you're, like, stuffy about order and shit. Because, uh, honestly, Ouroboros is kind of fucked up, too. I mean, Bastion is basically like, hey, here's heaven in a very shitty way. You get turned into a blue guy who has no memories, no matter what your situation was. Yeah. I don't care what your race was. You're a blue guy now. Yeah. So, I'm not a fan. It's too stuffy. I've always been about Arden Weald if I have to choose one of them. Oh, yeah. The place where you can't go if you're a person. Yeah, but I always play druids, so, you know, fuck it. It's close enough. Oh, I-, uh, I spend most of my time as an owl or a raptor cat thing. Yeah, man. I mean, I figure during the wrap-up we will get into what Shadowlands actually is because it's fucking stupid as shit. I'll stay out of it then. Um, so, anyway... Uh, yeah, but he gets this idea that something's wrong. This isn't the, he doesn't feel like this is what death was supposed to have been. Oh yeah. Cause he's like, oh, I got a vision from Buon Samdi where it's like, oh yeah, here's what Saurfang's doing in the afterlife. He's at peace. He's with his family. He's hunting. Everything's great. He's like, yeah, this is what the afterlife should be. And as soon as he dies, he's like, oh no. Oh fuck. No, I'm going to turbo hell. Yeah. And that is where that chapter ends. <laughs> Nope. Oh, does it, we get the we get the resurrection in that we chapter? We get too? the whole thing in okay, this chapter. Then fair enough. We'll just go th- we'll just keep going. So he's he's sailing down towards Turbo Hell and he gets a brief moment when he remember or when he hears a voice that's like, "Oh god, what happened to him? Why aren't you healers working fast enough?" And then another voice, which is obviously Bon Samdi, says, "You can't do anything for him, girl, but I can. Please step aside." Yeah. And, and so he now has basically a force from below him trying to pull him into turbo hell. Via and chains. Buon Samdi grabbing onto his arm, and he's like, I'm going to get ripped in two spiritually. Yes, because it's just two ultimate power gods struggling over him. But luckily for him, Buon Samdi wins this little struggle. Yeah, he's still closer to he's only like mostly dead. life than yeah. he is. Because he's like, probably dying. Because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we can still get healers on you. You're super fucked but we might be able to save you hey anything that was under the tar isn't burned so you got that going for you i guess yeah uh but but yeah he's just very burned uh but bon somebody manages to pull him back into his body he wakes up alive in a in a, a little hut somewhere surrounded by well actually nobody because as soon as he wakes up there's no one left in there but talanji and bon somebody and Talanji's like, oh, God, are you okay? We, we, the, we saw what you did. The, kill, the children, you rescued them. They're calling you the hero of Shoal Jai? I don't even know. Like, that must be the That's little, the place where the they place they are. And yeah. Buon Samdi's like, ah, those kids are dumb then. Yeah. And they're like, so what the fuck was going on with you? And he's like, fucking Buon Samdi, you lied to me. I just saw actual hell and it's fucked up. What is wrong with you? He's like, dude, I saw the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. You piece of shit. And Buon Samdi is like, what did you see? Tell me what the fuck you saw, because I don't know what's going on. Yeah, so so Buon, this is our first indication that Buon Samdi knows that something is very, very wrong in the afterlife. Yeah, and he's like, I saw a pit. I saw a fucking torment. There was some malevolent force down there. And he's like, everyone goes there, too. Every single person who was dying is going well, there yeah, right he's now. Like, I was surrounded by souls. And Buon Samdi's like, yeah, that was the Maw. That's Turbo Hell. And for some reason, 
the afterlife is broken and everyone is going there. Because Talanji was like, wait, this dude died like saving two children selflessly. Why would he be being sent to Turbo Hell? Yeah. And that's when Bwansomdi reveals, because everyone's being sent there, I'm using all of my power to save as many trolls as I can from going there. He's just trying to keep trolls from dying right now. He doesn't want, because he can't send them anywhere else. No, but he's like, I do have souls under my protection. I'm stopping them from going into the maw. Yeah, so he's just keeping them as ghosts on the material plane rather than letting them fall into their actual afterlife yeah, circle. Like, I'm just stopping the circle from happening because it's broken. A wonderful display of how fucked up Talanji is as of this era in the book. She just kind of goes, wait. How long has it been broken like that? And even Buon Zombies, he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, okay, your dad went to the correct heaven. Jesus he's Christ. Like, yeah, I saved your dad. He's fine. I've got him. It's Jesus. Will you be more than a one-note character? <laughs> but my daddy. <laughs> and that's when, you know, Zakan's like, Thrall knew about this. He was trying to tell you about this, but you're like, man, I don't want to hear about things. I'm Talanji, man. Yeah. He's like, you should have listened to the Horde. Again, Christ, woman, please. Yeah. And this, so that's when she spins on Bon Somni. He's like, you have to tell me everything that's going on. He's like, I'm not going to do it here. He's like, okay, well, I will get back to you in a minute, but not where like people are and they can hear us converse about how the afterlife is broken because that might cause a bit of a panic mm -hmm. if, if everyone knows oh if you die you go to turbo hell no matter what yeah <laughs> it would certainly lead to some changes yeah that's gonna be an issue yeah so and also i really don't want to have this conversation in front of because we haven't really gotten into it yet but they haven't finished healing poor zakan yet he is more burned than troll oh yeah zakan is absolutely turbo like fuck finger right now. like flesh peeling off the bones of his hands level burns oh yeah i mean when he wakes up after getting pulled back in he is head to toe covered in a like salve to stop the pain mm -hmm. and he's still like oh everything hurts my whole body is just in pain yeah and that's with all of this nonsense on me i'm just like dude that sucks regrowth swift man there you go pal hey man you got this <laughs> any druid could do this I mean, Talanji's a priest. I know. Come on. <laughs> Fucking at least throw a renew on the guy. I was going to say, except I don't remember any of their, their heel names because I don't play priest unless I'm being forced. Fuck. Come on. Give him, a, give him a flash of light or some shit. <laughs> Do whatever. I don't know. Give him something. Give him, give him, a, give him a, you know, a little flash of light. A little, a little prayer of mending. Yeah. Put a shield on him for no reason. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, here you go. That ought to take care of I you. I mean, Anduin's the disc priest, so... Yeah. But yeah, you know, Bonsomdi's like, let's let this kid rest, because <laughs> Christ. We then check in for a wild, unrelated chapter with Anduin. This chapter sucks. It's so stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, especially given what we've had before this, where it's like, oh, this is Anduin basically doing one of those, you know, Princess Jasmine, Prince and the Popper. I've... I'm a royal and it sucks to be in charge, so I got to go among the common people because that's going to make me feel better. But he's like torturing himself about it. He has to like, he can't just go among the common people. He has to, he has to go out among the common people and be a boorish piece of shit. Well, like, he's fully like, okay, well, I mean, I can't just go out among the common people because I am the fucking king of Stormwind and I'm in Stormwind. Yeah. If I go out and I'm not in full weird getup, 
I will immediately be recognized. What, what I'm getting at is there's the part when he orders the the beer for himself, and he's like, well, I have to drink this beer in a way that shows I'm not the king of Stormwind. I got foam in my beard. Like, like, what do you think about your fucking port? Oh, no, what like, he talks about, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm Jarek, and Jarek's probably a shit shoveler or something. Yeah, and I'm like, don't you know... If you're that worried that all you have in your kingdom is lower class, like shit shoveler beer swillers, don't you think you ought to try and fix that? I mean, that's on you, buddy. <laughs> no, man, that's that's what he wants. He's like the the fantasy for me is to be someone that has literally zero responsibility. I know that's whose biggest thing in his day is how much shit do I shovel? I'm just saying. I read that and I read that fucking Atl- Atlantic article at the same time today, oh. where the guy was like, "I can't let this people know that I enjoyed a $19 sandwich once." And I'm like, Ugh, "I hate what rich people think of poor people oh. that like we have no dreams and we've never tried anything nice in our lives." Yeah, and if we see anyone trying anything nice, we'll immediately be like, oh, "I think they're secretly a millionaire." <laughs> that guy's enjoying too fancy of a sandwich. He must be a Rockefeller. Let's get that robber baron. (laughs) He wants to taste the curb. I'll get you a curb sandwich. (laughs) So, so anyway, yeah, he's decided to go to pretty much Elwyn. He's, he's at the, he's going to the uh, lion's Lions pride, Pride. lion's pride end to to experience some of the charming, extremely nasty sex role play that happens in there. (laughs) Yeah. He's on what is it, Whisperwind? Whatever the whichever server, the RP server that is very famously like, oh, meet me at Lions Pride Inn in five minutes if you want to get down and dirty. Yeah, I tried going there once, creating a character on that server just to go see what it was. I have a well had a max level character on that server, Ah. and I was like, this is great. Yeah, I think the the one time I went in there, there was no nasty RP sex happening in public, which I think is usually the complaint, but rather there was a poetry reading happening, like just a normal-ass bad poetry reading. Oh, my favorite thing is running around on that server and being in Stormwind and the amount of motherfuckers RP walking around being like, so you say that you have come from a terrible background. Tell me more, (laughs) Rithangela. Yeah, I think my favorite thing about MMORPs, because I'm, I'm mostly, my experience for it mostly comes from City of Heroes, is, uh, and this is probably unique to the Pocket Dimension bar in City of Heroes, is motherfuckers standing around in this bar, expounding their backstories at each other with no pause and no interaction. So, except for, yes, I understand. Now, myself, I am from the dimension of Glatulus, where I am the most powerful of all mega gods. And the other person's like, how interesting. I'm the darkest, broodiest Batman that's ever sat on a ledge. <laughs> and I'm like, how do you, what's the interaction? I guess you just are excited that the two of you will occasionally yeah, say someone like, is willing to listen to you. <laughs> yeah. Like the most RP they're willing to get out of another person is, go on. Indeed. <laughs> I have accepted whatever your dumb horse is. You think that's bad. (laughs) Yeah. But no, the only time I was on that RP server, it was just fantastic walking around and just being like, oh man, everyone's just RP walking and being like, join me for a bite of cheese, will you? And perhaps a bit of wine. I think the thing is, you and I, we're on different servers now. Prithi, what's that, Terry? I remember when I went, to, I used to do that because I was a big fucking troll. So I would go onto RP servers with gimmicks and just see if I could, how long I could engage people in gimmicks. So one of them was seeing how long I could just speak in quotes from Hamlet before I got caught. Yeah. Just mishmashed quotes from Hamlet. Uh, so I was just pulling random lines from it and using them to respond things or to start conversations. And that one I got caught in like three or four minutes. Yeah. So I moved to, to 
significantly more obscure Shakespeare works. So I was in there just talking as if I was the the fucking sonnet Cymbeline or whatever, and I was just like, and no one catches that shit. Uh, but also the time where you and I went out and we were just two Star Trek people exploring the Star <laughs> the Warcraft universe. Yeah. What? We're RPing. What do you want? Hey, I'm RPing. In parentheses of the exclamation points and all that, you know, like, this is RP. Back off. Sir, these li- these life forms appear primitive. We best not violate the Prime Directive. <laughs> uh, man. Times. I always forget that you and I, back when we were both on the same server, that server is RP. Because every once in a while, because you don't see it, it's like a dead RP server. It's not a dead server, but it's a dead RP server, if you yes. follow the, the parlance. Every once in a while, I'll be standing idle in some town, like, doing something, and I'll have people who walk up and be like, ah, a shaman, you say. And what is your t- uh, what is your connection to the elements? Which one do you most favor? And I'm like, what the fuck has happened? Oh, right, I'm on an RP server. Well, that's right. <laughs> I joined it because the guild I wanted was here. <laughs> ah. Ah, my favorite element is your mother. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> Prithee. <laughs> I shall tarry no longer. <laughs> Wilt thou? Good day. So Anduin puts boot black into his hair because he's like, oh, my sweet, awesome golden locks are too noticeable. Poor people aren't blonde. So I'm going to boot black up my hair. I'm going to put on someone else's clothes because he's like oh when people sign up to join the army here essentially we gotta we drop give your them, shit bin well yeah they're like oh we give them a new outfit we give them the blue and gold like here's your armor and he's like so many recruits are so excited to start wearing that that they just dump their old clothes and they have a whole dump your shit here bin and he's like great I grabbed some other dude's old ass nab like nasty cloak and put that on. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't just go out and do a couple of holy bursts or whatever the fuck the damage you do as a disc priest is to some defias brotherhood guy standing around out there and be like, ah, great, I've got all the clothes I need. Ah, good. I'll get this mask on. And, <laughs> and then he goes into the lion's pride in and seats himself. Oh, he also has to muddy up his boots because right. his boots are too nice. Yeah, he's got too nice of boots, and poor people have never had nice boots in their lives. It's true. Mm-hmm. He also he almost gets made by a couple of girls who are leaving the the inn, or so he thinks. Yeah, he's just absolutely paranoid that everyone knows who he is and he's gonna get caught. And he spends the entire time being like, you know, I'm like a bag of coins. Yes, that's Hear his me metaphor. Out. His metaphor is that his life is a sea of troubles, which he is likening to a bag of coins, and every time he has another trouble, it's a coin in the bag. Yes, and oh, his bag is so full and any more coins and why that that sack will stretch to bursting. Guys, my sack's too big. It's a problem I have as king. You wouldn't understand it. <laughs> you wouldn't understand the sack problems of a king. Guys, the heft of my sack. It's ready to burst. The pendulousness of this, ba- this bag, if you understand. But I cannot let it out. <laughs> Poor people don't have big, heavy, swinging bags. So he's just like, oh, every time I have to deal with a problem, that's that's another coin in the sack. And, oh, I know that if I ever let it overflow... I just, you know, sit in my room and stare into a fire and go catatonic for a while. And I can't let that happen because I'm too important. So I'm going to go let off steam by pretending to be a poor guy and having a beer in an inn. Uh-huh. And so he settles himself down at, at the inn, tries to sit off into a corner, orders a beer from the, the barmaid who he seems to be kind of into. Well, he's like, oh, wait a minute. 
I'm pretending to be a boorish poor man. I can ogle a waitress then. I'm not Anduin anymore. I'm a shitbag who doesn't respect women. That gives me permission. Ogle, ogle, ogle. All poor people, of course, are terrible. I love the idea that if she called him out, she's like, oh, wait, quit looking at me bosoms. He'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I am performing a role. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm poor. And she'd go, oh, carry on then. I did not realize you were low of stature. <laughs> I thought you were a king and you were attracted to my poxy bosoms. And he's like, oh, God, this perish the thought. Oh, God. <laughs> Ew, gross. <laughs> so, so this woman, Amalia, she orders a, a beer from him, or, or he orders a, a, an ale from her, drinks it in a gross manner, and is like, I am only allowing myself one, for any more would be irresponsible befitting a king. Oh. <laughs> And then a group of new recruits show up that are all, like, doing a pub crawl, apparently, but from where? Yeah, Northshire Abbey. Maybe they were drinking some of them. I'm like, did you drink in Stormwind and then, like, walk all the way out of the city into fucking Elwind? Yeah, they were. In, they, were they did a uh, quick, they did the three, because there's a Westfall Inn and there's a Darkshire Inn. So they've been doing this long-ass pub crawl. Were you sober up by the time you get from one to the other anyway? No, man, you got to go to, there's a, there's a wine cellar in, uh, in Stormwind. Yeah, you and you could go to the, the beer guys in the Dwarven district. Yeah. So yeah, there's, you could do a pretty decent pub crawl. We should try that on the RP server. Yeah, we should do that. <laughs> Let's do it right now. Let's get that. fucked up. <laughs> Let's get RP fucked up. Hell yeah. And then we'll just tell people we're doing a Stormwind pub crawl and see who gets in on it with us. So anyway, um, we... His his these three people come in singing all body. They're like, yeah, oh, we're gonna be great big heroes. We is we're going off to war and my father was a Yeah, that shit. And they notice him drinking alone, and they're like, oh, that won't do. Can't have a fella drinking alone, can we? <laughs> hey, you look like a fighter. You do. I bet you'll join up. Now give me a wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> Brought me a sack of maccas. <laughs> Wait, there's one Australian? There's always one Australian. <laughs> of course. In, a, in any group of drunkards, there's always one Australian. <laughs> and he's ready to wrestle you. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, you look like you got some cheese there, Governor. <laughs> Let me get that from you. Come on. <laughs> you give it over. <laughs> Come on. Give me the cheese, you bastard. <laughs> so they all sit down and they're he, he, they're like, ah, we're going to be big heroes or whatever. And he's like, oh, are you? That's so good. I'm. He's in his head. He's like, these guys are all going to die on my orders and it's my fault and I suck. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, one of them mentions, oh, yeah, my dad died on the front lines against Nazoth. Yeah, he basically has a story that harkens back to fucking Cataclysm, where he's like, my dad died in, like, Old Doom, fighting in Zoth amongst the Tolvir or whatever. Oh, I thought it was uh, from BFA, yeah, where Zoth he was, was fighting in the Zoth. No, you're right, you're right. That's that's fucking, uh, in Zoth you fight in... Nihilotha, the Nihilotha, waking city. Which is connected to that water zone that gets un... un- watered um dewatered yeah they have like it's like you're technically on the bottom of the ocean but all the water's gone yeah it's a weird zone i haven't been there in forever i've forgotten all about it um so he's like yeah my dad died on the steps of some big pyramid or something i don't know but he's a hero and i'm gonna be one too i took his sword and i figured i'll follow in his footsteps i'll die somewhere like an idiot i'll never die i'm cool as shit and i'm gonna get glory they said i'm gonna be a hero frontline infantry they told me uh, well, I'm from Stormwind, and I say kill them all. I guess it'd be Lord Iran. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking undead whacked us, Johnny. <laughs> well, <sighs> luckily for him, they're starting. Uh, there's like a girl in the group who thinks yes. he's kind of cute. 
Um, but eventually they all get drunk enough to start singing. Then someone else in the bar pulls out like a musical instrument. And oh they- yeah, because someone pulls out like a like fiddle or whatever. They're mm-hmm. like, oh fuck yeah, I love this tune. Yeah, and they all get up to go drink, and they leave puddles of beer behind. And he's just sitting there like, I have to get the fuck out of here. I'm about to have a full on anxiety attack. And then he's like, all right, well at least they left me alone. I should be good to finish my beer, and oh, fuck, that's Jaina, and she's looking right at me. Yeah, and Jaina, we get a description of her. He's like, oh, there's a powerful-looking woman with white and yellow hair, and she's looking right at me, and she is clearly mouthing motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) It says her her lips are forming around a curse word, is the way they describe it, but I'm like, I love the notion that Jaina's just like, you motherfucker, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) And he just immediately, like, drops some coins on the table and fucking bolts. Yeah. And he tries to go out the back, but it is muddy, so his boots are getting stuck in the mud, and then he immediately only s- almost slips and falls because it turns to ice. Because yeah, Jane is like, hey, I'm a fucking wizard. What do you think you're doing? I blinked out here, and then I cone of colded you. <laughs> yeah. So she gets him in her frost shit, and he's just like, oh, okay, okay, I can explain. And she's just like, technically, you don't have to explain. You're the king of Stormwind. You can do whatever the fuck you want. But what is this? It's just like, what's going on? It just like plays with his hair. What the fuck did you do? He's like, who's boot black? And Jarek, your name is fucking, you look like a Jarek. (laughs) You look like a Jarek off right now. (laughs) He's like, yeah, but I thought Jarek was a good name because it sounds like someone who's just like Like a shit shit shoveler and he he doesn't have any problems. Mm He's he's just out here to have a beer and a good time. Then he's going to go home and, I don't know, probably beat his wife, because I assume that's what poor people do. He's going to go home to his wife and examine her poxy bosoms. <laughs> and she's like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm from Dalaran, and we're pretty bougie, but this is beyond the pale. Well, look, I've never been in anything but a castle my entire life. You need to understand. <laughs> I am a boy prince. <laughs> The fact that I am not currently Fancy Lord Fauntleroy is a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy to forget that, because Stormwind tends to be kind of all RP, Renfair shit. Yeah. And you're allowed to just walk right into the castle. No one stops you, you know? Yeah. Well, you're you're important. Yeah. You can go to the castle. You can go right into that castle from whatever level. The worst they're going to do is if you're like a low-level death knight, they'll slash spit at you. I love the... You have to RP walk through the town death night thing. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, he, <laughs> he endures her shit for a minute, but she's just like, what is this? And he's like, I just feel this is my like way of blowing off steam. I feel like shit. Now he has been thinking when earlier when he was like my mini troubles, my coins in my sack that are my troubles. Several of them were Jaina. Well, yeah, he was like, oh, I got problems with Jaina. Cause Jaina specifically basically brought up shit that I don't want to deal with. Yeah, because she called up the whole Ilaria and Turalyon are out there torturing their own citizens thing. And he's like, yeah, well, we're at war. What do you want? I don't know. What do you know? Maybe I got to be a hard ass about this. What do you think of that? And she's like, I think fuck you and just teleports out. And he's like, I did that wrong. Oh, I fucked up. I did that. Oh, oh no. no. I need to go oh, Jarek about this. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, th- all those Reddit articles were wrong. <laughs> Who could have thought? <laughs> Poor people will understand me. Oh, no, I'm not a Sigma male. Oh, no. <laughs> so so he's just like, I feel like shit. Nothing is working. I am just not having. And she's like, well, great. I'll tell you what. I'll go drink. Because, you know, you don't need to feel like I caught you. Clearly, I was doing the same thing. Yeah, Min- I was also getting drunk in an inn in Mi- fucking Elwood Forest. Minus the whole anonymous shoe polish bullshit. Because uh, I don't care if people yell at me. So I'll tell you what. 
I'll go somewhere else and keep doing that. I have the ability to open a portal to wherever the fuck I want. I'll find a different bar. You can go right back in there and keep jerricking or whatever the fuck that was. Although, it's very embarrassing. I just want you to know that. Uh, no, I do like that she at least is like, oh, you're on the verge of having a full mental breakdown. Okay, buddy, you need this. <laughs> yeah, you do You need this. All right, man, go have a beer. <laughs> I just wanted her to deconstruct it. Be like, so you think this is what poor people are like? <laughs> And just watch him just collapse into a heap. There's just nothing left for him this now. Is, this is what you think it is? Yeah. Huh? Huh? Oh, oh, you think you need to be a shit shoveler in order to be a poor person? You can't You can't think of any other job that people that work for you have other than moving your poop around? Yeah. Your idea of, well, what's not a noble person? I don't know. They probably, I don't know, eat shit, roll around in shit, <laughs> shit. It's definitely shovelers. shit related. <laughs> Something like that, I assume. They Otherwise, ma- they'd be rich. They make things from it, I assume. Mudlarks, a lot of them. Mm, I assume that's what all the poor people's houses are. Mm. Just shit Adobe. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted her to just completely take away his last dumb little refuge. Even though normally Anduin's fine. No, Anduin... Out of all the dumbass leaders of the various factions, usually he's the one who's like, I sure wish we weren't fighting. Oh, yeah. And it's... Like, he gets all fucked up in Shadowlands, so we're not even at the point where he's got the excuse of, I got all fucked up. So yeah. he's just like, I'm sad that I'm rich. Yeah, he gets fu- he mostly just gets mind-controlled for most of Shadowlands, and then at the end of it gets rescued and is like, good God, what did I do while I was mind-controlled? Holy shit, holy fuck. Yeah. How do I atone for this? Which is, we're, we're setting up for a, a conclusion to in the next expansion, I think. Yes. Um, but anyway, that's the end of that chapter. Now it's time to get back to Talonji, who's still waiting on her conversation with uh, Samdi, but has to go to her room and close all the doors and wait for nighttime. Yeah. She is in the pyramid, and she's like, all right, well, I got to go to my room, and I want to just fall asleep, because I am dying, because Buon Somdi is dying. Yeah, yeah, they're they're connected to each other, but no, I got to go look at my mirror and say Buoni Somdi three times. And she's like, you know, I'll close my door, because the only person who's going to actually visit me doesn't need to use it. Yeah. I love how Bonsamdi is really good at appearing right when he can say the pithy response to your grossest personal thought. Yeah. He did, he is obviously there and invisible and just waiting until you say some shit out loud. He's like, ah, that's nasty shit you got there. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great. So, but mostly she has one attendant come in as she's making her way to her room. Cause she's like, I am not to be disturbed. No one is to come in here. I am done for the night. And the attendant's like, okay, your majesty, I have to tell you this. Uh, one of the troll leaders of the widow's bite was cited and it is very obviously a pari. Yeah. And she's like, what my old childhood friend, a pari. I've been wondering what the fuck happened to her. That's not good. Yeah. And that, you know, does kind of fuck her up. Cause now she's like, Oh man, a party fuck we used to be like thick as thieves whatever happened to her i love oh yeah i love i remember the last time i saw her yeah and she's like what could possibly have pissed her off enough that she'd switch sides and try to kill me what because she's like her mom was part of the conspiracy but she specifically was on my side and said like no to all that shit so she devoted herself to me entirely because her and i were best friends and we were devoted to each other so obviously she she had my back and i expect and she probably expected that i would have hers right so that makes perfect sense so what could possibly have turned her from that oh yeah there was that one time i passed her in a hallway crushed under some rubble and she was crying and begging for my help and i just said no i have to go find my dad yeah went oh all i got to find my dad i'll send someone and then didn't And she's like, I remember when I got to my dad and he was dead, I was crying 
and I definitely yelled for someone to go do something, but I don't know that it was saving Apari. It's probably go kill those gnomes. I may have just left her there. Yes. Oh, this might be my fault. <laughs> well, there needed to be some kind of big personal revelation to turn her around from the dumb one-note situation she's been stuck in this whole book. Well, I mean, being able to go like, hey, here's like, oh, in the past couple chapters, just revelation after revelation of like, hey, uh, so you're letting your entire kingdom get burned down. Not only that, uh, they are harbored, they're harboring these dark rangers from Sylvanas that, you know, we're trying to kill. And she's like, oh, fuck, I didn't know that. And they're like, yeah, well, obviously you weren't letting anyone help you. And then she's like, oh, and then Apari was doing this. And it's probably my fault she wants to destroy me. Mm-hmm. Huh. I may have been bad for a while. Yeah, there's been all these. Because there's also the whole she's holding Matthias Shaw hostage and hasn't even bothered to go grill him for information. Exactly. It was like, oh, you would have learned this if you had bo- bothered to talk to your prisoner once after getting him. Yeah, and even even though he's full on, like, one of the most dangerous people in the Alliance, even Thrall's like, yeah, you can't keep that guy hostage. Like, that'll start a war again. And he's fairly honorable. If you let him go, he'll just go back home. Yeah. And again, it was like, he had all this information and wanted to tell you, tried to get a meeting with you, and you were just like, nah. Yeah. So, I don't want to. So this, she needs this kind of big turnaround. So she has this whole like personal reverie about remembering when her and Apari were the best of friends. And Apari was fairly high-ranking, too, because her mother, Yasmo, was like the high priest of she one of the, the Loas. the main spy mistress. Yes, the main spy. She was the Shaw. She was the Matthias Shaw of Zandalar. Yeah. Uh, and she also was the primary avatar of the spider Loa, uh, Shadra. So... Quite powerful. Yeah, it's but, not like Apari was, you know, some kind of shit shoveler or something. Yeah, she was. <laughs> uh, I wonder if they ever did do a connection between Anduin and Talanji. That would make a lot of sense if you think about it. Uh, but I, I don't think they ever have. I don't. I assume they have never met and won't. Yeah. I mean, maybe they will. Because, again, the next expansion is supposed to be an Anduin-heavy expansion. Eh. They've said that it's going to be a lot of Anduin, Gen, and Alaria. All right. Which is weird. No horde guys. Yep. I'm really curious about that. Well, <laughs> they're like, oh, every time we try to do a horde focused story, we end up making them evil for some reason. Uh-huh. So we're just not. Yeah. But uh, anyway, she remembers her childhood hanging around with this girl and getting in way more trouble and always getting her out of trouble because, you know, I'm the empress. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Um, this lasted up until the moment when uh, the, the the alliance raided the Dazar the, the Lore temple and uh, blasted out a wall to get in and using no siege equipment to get in and go find and kill Rastakhan and, and all these other people that were in there. Um, and that's what put Apari's leg. That's why her leg's all fucked up. It got, it got trapped, uh, trapped under rubble there. And she just left her. Yeah. So now she's like, oh, shit. So I did this. And now what the fuck am I supposed to do? Everything's useless. And that's that's finally when Bonsomdi pops up because you can hear her thoughts. And he's just like, well, you can still save yourself and your kingdom, maybe. Yeah. You, if you save me, it'll save you. And by saving yourself and me, you save the kingdom. Uh-huh. And I, that, I mean, by saving yourself, I mean saving your miserable hide because you did still betray your best friend and forget that you did that. Ah. <laughs> you did have to go back. Huh? What was the last time I saw my good friend? Hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about. Based on these two chapters in conjunction, I'm like, they got to put Anduin and Talanji in a room together. <laughs> Let them fuck it out. <laughs> That'd be a pretty cool pairing. Ah. Hey, Claire, if you're listening, put that. look that one up. Find me, find look, me that Look fit. up Anduin and Talanji. Yeah. And if there's none on there, I don't know, someone who else who is listening, write one. Well, she writes fic like crazy. We'll just put it on her. Yeah, but she only writes it if she cares. 
It's true. All right, fine. Anduin Talanji, switch Talanji's gender. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. She is, Talanji is fully at this point like, I don't even know what the fuck we're doing. God, uh, everything's fucked. And it takes Juan Samdi of all people to be like, all right, so I've got to give you a pep talk? Uh, all this, right. You know, well, normally I mostly do sarcastic doom shit, right? Okay, fine. Uh, as it turns out, uh, everything is part of a cycle, and all things, while they die, are reborn, and some things never die, like the idea of hope. Jesus Christ, that hurt to say. Can we please be done now? Can I just play you that one Crystal Method song? <laughs> Uh, uh, we see the uh, Earth now. <laughs> Calling all freaks. No, I don't think that's helpful. No, not that one. That's, uh, hang on. <laughs> uh, is it, can't you trip like I do? Okay, first of all, that is a that, that is a collaboration with Filter. <laughs> well, there there are a couple versions of the song. The best version is the collaboration. I actually kind of prefer the original. Uh, well, let's fight. <laughs> you and me, let's fight. <laughs> Well, now I hate you, and I will join the Widow's Bite. Well, I mean, There Is Hope is the song I meant, and it is the best Crystal Method song. Yeah. But anyway, um, to get around to the end of it, she's like, oh, yeah, hope. I forgot I should have hope. Yeah. I'll write a book called I'll Have Some Hope. Okay. So she's like, okay, great. I guess the Horde will rescue us. My hope is that someone else will fix this. Oh, yeah. Her entire thing is, well, at one point in time, I, you know, basically left my home and like my family left everything i stood for yeah. in order to go get the horde to help us and they did uh-huh so i'm hoping they'd show up again that'd be nice like well, oh, good you did it you did it you you discovered optimism <laughs> hooray <laughs> and that's where the chapter ends yep just that her going hope that's a neat concept i think i'll name my daughter hope i think i'll name my daughter rebecca jibbles <laughs> <laughs> all right well there you have it that's that those are the chapters we basically we get to watch Zakan do something heroic and then the two leaders of the of the uh book uh being real pieces of shit <laughs> yeah i mean we've been watching both of them just like fucking clown shoes their way around this book where you're like come on guys come on come on i expect better out of both of you up until this book these two are probably my favorite standing leaders of the horde and alliance respectively yeah you're like you know a lot of the leaders are either just nothing or you know a little bloodthirsty or whatever those two are like oh you're competent and you like know when to get people to help you and you're pretty decent yeah and then this book was just like nah they both suck too Let's, real quick who's the best and worst leader from both factions uh i mean best leader Ooh, best leader alliance side yeah best leader alliance. i mean it's probably mecha or uh, uh oh, i mean me- now when you say best is it favorite or like best person uh we'll go best person well i'm just gonna go best overall like who's made the most important useful leader decisions and also hasn't been an absolute fuckwit I mean, Anduin hasn't been. The only time when he was a bad guy was basically when he was possessed by the Jailer. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Mechatork is also mostly okay, although I think he sides with Jaina and the big yeah, he's try to there kill to Rostikon. Yeah, he's there to blow up uh, Zarlor. Yeah, so that's not great. So I guess that, that Anduin's a pretty good choice. And on the Horde side, I mean, the, the easy thing is just to go, it's Asa and G. They've never done anything, and therefore they've never had a chance to fuck up. Yeah, the Pandaren have always been like, 
uh, I would like to be the dissenting voice. And they're like, ha ha, disregard that. We don't give a fuck. Yeah. Velen's also a pretty solid choice from the Alliance. He's usually just sort of like wisdom. And that's all he ever does. Oh, I do like that in Legion, they were like, hey, hey, Velen, you were a coward and a piece of shit who abandoned your home. And everyone's like, fuck you, Velen, you suck ass. Yeah. And it's the first time anyone has disrespected him. And he's like, oh. He's like, yeah, but if you looked at the two people left in this universe that are my like a- age-appropriate peers, it's Archimonde and Kill Jaden. <laughs> They're the two guys that were like, yes, when I said no, and then I fucked off because they turned into Archimond and Kill Jaden. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, if if you're not usually listening to a World of Warcraft content, if you don't know, those are just two huge bad guys that are of the same species as Velen, but they said yes to some bad deal and turned into giant red demons. Yeah, here's the thing. If you join us at patreon.com slash system mastery at the $4 a month level, uh-huh. you unlock the expanded expounded universe content. We're currently, we are going through some wowpedia stuff to explain some of the bits and bobs and various things in world of Warcraft that, you know, if you've never played, you probably don't know at all. And, you and even don't if want you to. have played, there's shit that I have done today where I'm like, I didn't have any idea what any of this was. Sure. They don't explain things well in this game. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry if I keep accidentally stepping on your bonus. Oh, content. no, it's it is related, okay, but not that's fair. the thing I am talking about. Anyway, worst leaders. I'm going to go ahead and throw mine in there first. Taronda. Oh, Taronda. For someone who's like 20,000 years old, she is a baby. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. You did burn down a world tree. I understand that she went. A little nuts. That's, I, I guess, get that. I guess that's fair. Plus, again, even before she's that, twenty thousand years old, and for her, she basically has had the worst day yeah, ever. That's true. She's pretty much going all through of a the events of like everyone burned down my home, another home. We lost immortality. We got like thousands of us died. All of this happened in the span of like. 10 years and for someone who has lived for 20,000 years that is a blip she is having the worst mo- morning that has ever existed I, you know that's actually a pretty solid argument I guess like, it's just that Malfurion's standing right there and every time she's like I shall become the night warrior and extract vengeance from all he's always like oh for god's sake honey uh, no hush to run. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the horde side it's I don't know all of them I mean it's Take your pick. If I have to pick a living one, it's yeah. You can't pick uh, Ga- you can't pick Garrosh or Sylvanas. Exactly. <laughs> I can't pick any of the super Hitlers. So I guess probably Gaslo. <laughs> Gaslo's pretty chill dude. He's a chill dude, but he's still a capitalist. They've really worked. <laughs> they've worked really hard to weed out the worst of the horde guys. Yeah. At this point, it's mostly just like, well, what do you have now? Oh, we found the least offensive people we could get on yeah. that council. <laughs> I don't even really know who's left. So, all right. Well, anyway, as John just mentioned, stop the Patreon, patreon.com slash system mastery, uh, where if you join us at the $4 level, you'll unlock all the wonderful things that we just mentioned to you, uh, as well as ad free versions of all of our shows. Oh yeah. Strongly recommend it. It's a great way to support the show and a great way to help you not have to listen to a bunch of ads. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's fine. It's good. And until such time as uh, as we see you again, I've been Nathanos Blightcaller. And I'm so horny for a dead lady.
Welcome to Character Creation Cast, a show where we create and discuss characters, the best part of role-playing games, with guests using their favorite systems. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Bolter. And I'm your other host, Amelia Antrim. Join us as we sit down with game designers, podcasters, and fans of games as we dive into learning about different RPGs through the lens of character creation. It's a combination of character building, player advice, game design insights, and even a little bit of fan fiction for a different game every month. We tackle a variety of new and old games, both well-known and indie-produced titles. We learn how creating characters can tell us a lot about the games themselves. Check us out today anywhere you can get podcasts or on the OneShot Podcast Network at OneShotPodcast.com. Hey 